Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. Our guest today, Rob Froning, Vice President of Insurance and Customer Education. Rob, let's uh, let's start our, our podcast uh, talk today. We're talking about uh, some of the insurance things that are coming up. Hail insurance season's done, especially if they haven't got any by yet. Uh, it's probably a little late, but they do need it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've uh, a few people have been lucky enough to get some uh, spotty showers. Unfortunately, with those showers, we had some hail, and so uh, we have been out adjusting some hail and. Like you said, if you don't have hail insurance now, you, you need it before it hails. So it isn't too late. Uh, you can still buy it, but uh, we're getting to that time of year where when the storms come, they uh, they typically could also bring some hail. So uh, um, like I said, we, we've had some damage here, some significant damage in a couple of areas on the, the Minnesota side, uh, as well as we had some in the North Dakota side. But North Dakota just hasn't uh, seen quite as much rain um, as far as the, the showers that came through. But yeah, it's it's kind of coming to the end as far as the the hail season so looking to, to get that and uh it seems like these days there's insurance uh 12 months out of the year that we're looking at uh, there's some new products that are getting more attention lately uh margin protection is is the next one that's kind of coming around where it allows a producer to kind of lock in a margin per se as far as looking at the, the markets on your inputs and looking at the markets on on the revenue side of what you're selling and Kind of able to lock that in again. This would our this would be for next year, 2024. It's a little bit early for most, but um, that's uh, that's just around the corner as well. How does that actually work? So basically, it, it looks at the the national markets on on your input. So it looks at uh, you know fuel and fertilizer and interest rates and stuff like that. And it kind of it tracks here. Um, starting the 15th of August, it'll start tracking those markets to come up with what an expected cost would be for your area. Um, on those things and then it also is tracking at that same time the new crop futures month so for corn it'd be december of 2024 kind of looking at how that revenue or where where that price is at and and what your your county these are area based so they look at the county that you are in um, what's your expected yield and then what's that price tracking at here in august and september and so it kind of locks in the revenue side uh, and then locks in the expense side and says okay your margin is X dollars, whatever that number is. And then it goes and looks at the, in the spring when you're actually, you know, buying those inputs and putting that stuff into the, you know, the fertilizer in and stuff. It tracks the markets then and if that market, you know, went up or went down, it'll, it'll use that kind of like a harvest price per se um, to figure out what was the actual cost at about planting time. And then it waits until harvest of 24, and then it tracks that same December 2024 futures for corn example, and says, well, now here's what your revenue is because we got then figure out what the, the county actual yield is for that county times that price at harvest, and then that gives you your revenue side. And then it says, okay, your your margin between these actually went up or it went down, and if it goes down, that's where this insurance basically uh, helps cover you. So it's kind of like a hedge, kind of like hedging your inputs. Um, as well as kind of on the revenue side. Again, it has nothing to do with your specific financials and in your specific production, but it does look for your county and your base like that. It's okay. In general, if you're looking to plan to, to farm for 2024, here's what the cost should be. Here's what your revenues could be. And then, you know, if that changes and, and it goes down, it'll it'll pay pay for it um, is kind of how that works. So it is kind of a long process because, they don't really get the county yields till the you know the almost the summer of the next year, so 
it's quite a commitment, but it's something I encourage people at least just to look at. It's it's a it's a newer policy. It's, it's been around for a while, but it's gaining more attention. Um, it is a, a subsidized program from RMA, so it it is a uh, you know cheaper than what it could normally would be without that. But um, it's just one more one more avenue, one more tool in the toolbox uh, that some people are looking at possibly using. I can see that. Maybe make it a little easier to pull the trigger and buying some of those inputs maybe ahead of time when things maybe could be a little bit cheaper. Right, right, absolutely. Like I said, it it, it kind of has locked that in. And, and again, for, for some, it also may, may help that don't, you know, aren't looking there, they're concerned about buying something. This is a way that they, in theory, could also lock in that price a little bit. Um, because come spring, if the if the inputs, you know, fertilizer goes up, who knows with the you know war in Ukraine, which we can talk about that for a, a long time as well. But you know what's what's going to you know happen with some of the the fertilizer and of course interest rates. We've seen another hike here. Um, I think they're projecting at least one more hike this year. Um, those types of things are are also factored in. Like I said, that they they will use that for the cost side, and is that cutting into that original margin? And again, that, the margin that they're setting. They'll track the markets August 15th, uh, basically, to September 15th, and then lock that in. But then you have to commit to buying the policy by the end of September. Um, so it's really a short window there of what you actually know. So I just encourage people to uh, you know, ask the questions and learn about it and, and, and be informed so that when all the numbers do come out and they are interested in it, then that would be the time that they could just make the decision to buy as opposed to it's not something you can learn just uh, you know as one sit down. You kind of got to think about it a little bit and, and see how those markets work and um, just just get familiar with it. And, and again, knowledge is power. So uh, if you're you're understand how it works, then it's easier for you to make that decision if you want it or not. Yeah, is this something that's it's in addition to like your normal multi-parallel, right? Yeah, this this is in addition to uh, your your normal multi-parallel, and actually a, a policy like this, if you buy it in conjunction with your your revenue protection, your normal multi-parallel, there is actually a, a a discount on on that, just so you you get a premium credit back, um, you know, the next year because in, in theory there's a little bit of overlap in how it's protecting you. So, um, but yeah, this is in addition to, and so like I said. Um, there's a credit back on it, but we don't really even know that credit specifically until we get all of the acres in and get everything uh, figured out and we know where the markets are at. Okay. And you said the drop dead date for this to sign up is in September. Yeah. The end of September. Yep. Uh, September 30th is the the day you have to sign the application in order to uh, get that put in place. And again, that would be for the 2024 crop year um, is what you'd be looking at doing. So all right. How about livestock? There's some, some, still some insurance available there too, right? Yeah, LRP um, is still, you know, going strong with these cattle prices where we're at specifically, um, and even the hog prices have, have rebounded back from where they were at some lows here earlier in the year. Um, we have seen, you know, more interest in that. Again, the the cattle side of things is is where people are probably getting more uh, more interest. But when we have the prices where we're at, um, you know, for the feeders and the live. Uh, it's it's a good price to to lock in, and, and I know there's a lot of optimism, and I think there's a lot of support in these prices for a while. But cattle are typically a longer investment, um, you know, especially if you're going to finish them out. It, it takes a while, and to have these prices here today, and I'm not sure if they're going to be here when you know we're talking six to twelve months later, um, you know, before they they possibly move them, depending on how their operation works. Uh, that's one way to lock in the price. Basically, it's it's like a subsidized put, putting a floor in place. You you, you pay the premium for it, 
Uh, and not till after the policy is actually expired. So that's a good news, too, is you usually don't have to pay that premium until you know if you're going to get paid a claim or not. And that's the type of policy that if, if you're not going to get paid a claim, that means the prices stayed really high or went higher. Um, so that's just purely a factor of, of price movement. And so uh, I always say, you know, that policy really works even if it doesn't pay a claim because you had a floor and then you probably got a, a better than price, a price higher than what you had locked in. So that worked out even better for that operation. So that's another thing. And, you know, and that's one, you know, you just got to, you know, find a day that you want to lock it in. I encourage that same thing. There's an application process to get you set up and ready to pull the trigger. And then when you get that magical marketing day or that marketing level, that all of a sudden, here's where I want to lock in a price, then you do the endorsement. And so same thing, encourage people to talk to to insurance agents, give uh, your A-country insurance specialist a call, get the application put in place so that if it all of a sudden becomes attractive and you want to lock it in, you just give them a call. Again, it's insurance has really come over. It's, there's it's a lot of insurance policies are like marketing tools, and, and there's a very close similarity there's still other marketing tools out there. I mean, the actual options with puts and calls, and you can do stuff with futures too that definitely work. And those are tools that are good tools that are have, have its place. But uh, insurance is a little more focused. Probably, you know, the the LRP. You don't have to buy a full contract. You know, for like cattle, where it's forty thousand or fifty thousand pounds, depending on what you're you're locking in. With the LRP, you can lock it in on five head or ten head or twenty. Or, you know, depends on what you got locking in. So it's got a little. A little more flexibility from that perspective um, to help cater to some of those producers that maybe don't want to buy into those larger contracts on the board. I was going to say it even help the smaller producer out as well. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, it's it's really, uh, and that's where we've seen a lot of interest is some of the, the, the producers that maybe only have 50 head or, or 100 head or, or even less, that they can still do some uh, risk mitigation using an insurance policy and lock in that price. Um, and they're not committed to, you know, like I said, the, the bigger contracts. Anything else, Rob, before we let you go here on this podcast? I think we've we've covered a lot. Obviously, we uh, start talking markets, and it's a crazy weather market right now. We, like, you know, I mentioned earlier, we've had some hail and some rain locally across the nation. Drought has really taken uh, hold of a lot of the area. Everybody I talk to always uh, seems like they need some rain or want some rain, and the the markets playing on that. And then, of course, the political side of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine is definitely influencing whether uh, the Black Sea is going to work for Ukraine to get some grain out or, or not. And that's uh, something that the market continues to watch and very volatile. So volatility creates opportunity. You just need to be prepared and be ready. Hopefully you can capture it. All right. Thanks, Rob. If you have any questions about a financial topic, we'd love to hear from you. You can send Ag Country a message on Facebook, on Twitter, or submit your question using the website at agcountry.com. This has been Fielding Questions, podcast produced in collaboration between the Red River Farm Network and Ag Country Farm Credit Services.